Hello, everyone. Welcome to Villa Together, the full 90 podcast in the aftermath of Aston Villa against Leicester with a late, late Ross Barkley winner. Um, once again, I'm joined by Ian Gitt and Joe Davidson. So, fellas, how are we doing today? <laughs> Excellent, mate. Excellent. What is happening? <laughs> what is that? I mean, what is going on? Just can't believe it. What a way to win a game. Mental. Yeah. Mental. Yep, fantastic for the fourth um, week in a row. I mean, it, No, it's, it's it's becoming a regular thing. I don't know what uh, what what podcasts are going to be like for us guys when we uh, when we eventually lose. So we're, we're going to have to keep it up uh, for fixtures. Um, you know, even even the first two games, in all fairness, Sheffield United tough game because of our record against them over the last couple of seasons. Um, Fulham was one of those games that we probably should have been getting something against. But I think based on the fact that we were the away side and they just got promoted. And again, we haven't got a great record against them over the last couple of years. Probably didn't think we'd get something there. Obviously, Liverpool and Leicester were two games we probably expected to get nothing, considering Liverpool, Premier League champions, Leicester put eight past us in the league last season. Regardless of what we did in the Cup, they put eight past us and actually battered us in those two games. So to look at it and to have four wins from four, it's just incredible. And it's kind of like, it's, it's unbelievable almost, um, really. I think I um, heard a stat earlier. The first time we've won our first four games of the season for 90 years, which is, uh, it's incredible, isn't it? We've had decent starts in the past um, under John Gregory. Uh, I remember being top at Christmas and stuff like that. But four wins from four, especially when the league is so competitive as it is. And we're still... You know, a bottom half side is incredible. So um, it's a bit of a scrappy game. Just going to go through a few stats. Uh, possession wise, very very close. Leicester fifty point one percent. We had forty nine point nine. Uh, Leicester eleven shots. We had ten. Uh, they had five on target. We had four on target. Uh, two off target for Leicester. We had five off target. They had four blocked. We had one blocked. Um, passes again, very interesting because it's so even. I think just kind of just epitomises the way the game was. Um, they completed 308 of 408 passes, 75% completion. We completed 303 from 395, so 76% completion. Attacking third-wise, again, very similar. 77 completed out of 120 for Leicester, 64% completion rate. Um, 74 completed from us uh, out of 119, 62% completion, both with seven key passes. Um, attack clear cut chances zero for Leicester one for us uh, I imagine that's the goal um, and obviously it was you know going to going down to the yellow cards we both committed 18 fouls each and we had three yellow cards they had four and I think that kind of shows that, that kind of it does reflect how the game was both of us passing the ball around but it was very scrappy and it was you know there was, there was a few tackles flying around in all fairness so um you know, it's a decent win. That, that's the only stat that matters in the, the day is they scored no goals. We scored the one goal. Um, so, Ian, you know, what are your thoughts on our performance, first of all, um, and obviously the game in general? Oh, well, the game in general, what a result. 
Uh, I'm still in shock again. Four out of four. What is happening to Aston Villa? We look like a proper football team again. Uh, in terms of the game, uh, I thought we started um, a little slow. Couldn't really get a foothold in the first 20 minutes. Uh, our passing game wasn't uh, wasn't there, and Leicester started the brighter. Um, like you said, it was it was really scrappy throughout. Um, and either side, I think they made a few sort of bad decisions in that final third when they could have sort of. We could have played it in that final ball that would have put a player in. But no, really happy to come away with a, a win again. Make it four out of four. Ross Barkley is looking like the signing of the summer. What a player he could be for us this season. I don't think there's anybody better on the half turn when he receives it like that. And then where he was to get the shot away and to beat Kasper Schneik or one of the better goalkeepers in this league from that distance is uh, truly remarkable. And uh, we're all going to be going to bed. And this is going to sound a bit ridiculous considering we beat the 4-7-2 last week. I think this is actually the biggest win of the lot. Last week's was a little bit, I, th I think that was the one in a million. But this one, we genuinely looked the better team for the majority of that in a really tough, tight game. Um, I think Liverpool last week, you could probably accuse them of being a little bit um, arrogant in their approach, really underestimating us. There was no hint of that today at all. Leicester were pulling us down at every opportunity. I don't think I've seen a Villa side being given that much respect from another team in a long, long time. Um, and it, the thing that told more than anything else is Grealish didn't actually have a particularly great day, game today. He was a little bit greedy at points, carried the ball too far, but we still won. And that's something that would not have happened last season, that's for sure. Um, I thought some of the performances, particularly in our back line as well, were just incredible. Um, special special shout out to uh, Martinez managing to catch a bunch of shots that, frankly, most keepers will have done well to save. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought that was a few efforts they had, which were fairly decent. You know, whether they were speculative or anything like that, they had a fair bit of power behind them, and he just dive into you know to his left or to his right and captured them. You think. That just straight away, obviously, it's great to make that save, but the pressure it takes off our back line when he's claiming that, he's taking it and catching it, because they're not then having to rush back and try and cover. He's just taking the ball. Hang on, I think, you know, Esri Konza, again, was brilliant in the air, very dominant. Um, Matty Cash, I know there's a couple of times, and there was that one time when um, Harvey Barnes got beyond him and he you know, cynically pulled him down by his shorts. Special mention um, for that rugby tackle. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it, like, I think the commentator said, one of the most blatant yellow cards you'll see all season. Um, apart from that, I think he was very, very good. In, and we mentioned it a couple of times, so we mentioned it after the Fulham game. 1v1, he is very, very good. And he showed that even when um, when they, when their players, so Harvey Barnes or whoever it may have been, I think Madison towards the end of the game as well, when they're coming into the box, he's confidence 1v1 shows when he's not standing off and jockeying the defender into the jockeying attacker into the box he's getting his toe in because he's, he's that good 1v1 and that that again that relieves the pressure off everyone because you're not having to double up as often and then it doesn't drag out so I think sometimes you know we, we, we've, we've mentioned this as well about Gilbert being you know in fullback and the the lack of balance, I think, as well, with Gilbert's positioning and the mistakes and his passing and stuff like that, that meant that at times Esri Cons has pulled out of position. Um, and with Cash being in there and Cash being good 1v1 
and almost pretty much nine times out of ten making the right decisions, it means Konza can stick to what he, he does best, and that's defending and kind of sticking with with the front man. And he, he did that again today, whether it be Ianacho or Slimani when he came on. He almost won everything in the air. And I think, you know, Ming's had a couple of shaky moments at the start. And I think you touched on it, Ian, at the start. We were shaky. But, um, yeah, you know, great win. Um, I think you I think you bang on as well, Joe. Um, Grealish was frustrating for me. Um, you know, he just shows some of, the, some of the things he does are just brilliant, you know. Um, but there was times, I think there was that one in the second half, wasn't there, when you had, I think, Watkins to his left, Barkley to his right. And that was probably, you know, I think he was, there was that time when he looked to his left and he was just half a second too slow and then he, had, he carried on and, you know, he's got to be making that pass there and, you know, it could have made things a bit easier. But, yeah, I think, you know, the Liverpool game was, it was an odd one more than anything, really, wasn't it? Incredible, but odd. Um, whereas this game, you know, Leicester City at the King Power, a side who, you know, they don't really, you know, they've made some decent signings. Uh, they don't really want to do what they did last season. That's kind of fall away from the top four. And they've started relatively well. Uh, you know, they, you know they, they dismantled Man City relatively easily. I know West Ham beat them, but they've, they've done well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great, great win. Um, <clears throat> I think what I was looking at the the average positions of, of the teams. And, and when you mentioned the respect that Leicester gave us, um, majority of their players very close together around the halfway line. And, and what they were doing there is they're getting together, tightly together, stopping our midfield from playing. Because against Liverpool, that's what we did, didn't we? We were getting the ball with John McGinn coming into it in his turning and getting out wide or over the top. Obviously, you know, Greedy coming off the left and, and Barkley doing the same getting the ball and either carrying it or playing the ball forward. And they, they stopped us from doing that, which, which was fairly good. We didn't really have the control, but as I mentioned, the stats-wise at, at the top of the show, um, fairly even, but it's a great win. And I think we mentioned this as well, I think probably each week in all fairness. My, the biggest difference I've noticed is when you think back at the start of last season, um, I mean, even you, even you look at the Spurs game, we lost 3-1. And I remember um, we came away 3-1 and we were like, yeah, OK, you know, we played well. It could have been better. But when you think about it, you know, Spurs had about, you know, 25 shots at us, regardless of whether they were from 20, 30 yards. We allowed them that many shots and we did that time and time again last season. Um, and obviously we've mentioned it about post-lockdown and how we stopped teams doing that. I think uh, before lockdown, we were the worst in terms of we conceded the most shots against us per game. And then post-lockdown, we were the fourth best beyond Liverpool, Man City and Wolves. So it showed us something we worked on. And again, each game this season, I know we won them all, but we haven't really allowed many chances on us. Um, and you think about, you know, the, the top end of last season, um, the same, Heaton, so many times making loads of saves. Um, and Martinez, you know, he, he makes the odd, he has made the odd, odd great save in each game. But again, he hasn't had a massive, massive amount to do in comparison to last season. And that's that's the biggest thing I've noticed. And building from the back is, uh, you know, it's a sign of a good team, isn't it, really? You think of all the good teams that have good defences. So that's, you know, that that's the kind of key thing for me. But it's just, I'm just buzzing, you know, four wins from four. I mean, I don't think any of us would have thought that really, would we? It's just ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Um, something worth noting as well. You mentioned Martinez versus uh, the Heaton sort of situation, obviously Heaton to having so many shots against him last year. Something quite interesting is even though Martinez is obviously facing a lot less, 
he has the best performance in expected goals uh, versus expected goals saved out of any keeper in the league at the moment, and by quite a long way. Uh, Lloris in second, as he always is, because he's a fantastic shot stopper. But I think um, it shouldn't be understated just how well Martinez is doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been. We, we've said, haven't we? And I think you, you said it. You know, probably more than more than the you know the other two about um, that how good of a signing he was. Um, you know, just in terms of making that impact, um, the confidence, how good of a shot stopper he was, and it, it's shown really, hasn't it? I think. I think there were some people who, you know, why are we spending 20 million or whatever it is on a goalkeeper when we've got Tom Heaton who's back in a few months, play steer for a bit. But I think at this level, making that, having that difference in goalkeeper, it, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? It settles the defence as well. It, it work, the work Martinez does is so important in so many different aspects. We, we mentioned the um, holding on to normally parryable shots earlier. As where most teams, most keepers are parrying it out, you're getting a throw in, you're getting a corner out of it. With him, you're not. He's holding on every time and it sets us on the counter. Yeah. It forces teams to sit deeper. It forces them to be wary all the time and it allows us to play to our strengths. It's so helpful. And again, in terms of organisation, you can see just how clear it is at the back now. Everyone knows where they should be. And even um, when he came out to clear that Ian Acho through ball, I think there was a very similar one last season where uh, Heaton got caught out, got rounded and scored against. It was in one of the first games of the season. And again, that just shows just how well Martinez is actually reading the game and organising. Yeah, yeah, definitely makes makes such a difference. And I suppose we have seen it over the years when we've, when we have done well, um, you know, you think about when we were talking to Sean Till a few weeks ago, Ian, you think about that, that the team that, that won the Coca-Cola Cup, um, you know, two out of three years had a top, top goalkeeper. And obviously, when you think about when we've done well in the Premier League since then, we've had a top, top goalkeeper, haven't we? Exactly, mate. It's the starting block for any good team, isn't it? And you look at the confidence that our defenders have now got when they're on the ball in possession because they know he's behind and he's willing to show for it and have it every time. And like... We looked at those stats today. It was a very possession-based game and the possession was close between two teams. But how many times did that ball go back to Martinez from Concert or Mings? And especially in the first half, I think it was the last 10 minutes of the first half and no team wanted to give too much away. And we were just playing around with it between Mings, Concert and Martinez. And it was just so comfortable. You never feel like last season when that ball went back to your keeper, you were always feeling, just get rid of it. We don't want anything stupid here. Don't give anything stupid away. But now when he goes back, you're like, well, he's going to build this for us. He's always going to pick a pass. And he always looks for that left or right winger to slot them in and to, to start that counter-attack, like Joe was saying. And it just, I think he's one key save today as well was in that first half where there was potentially a foul on Matty Cash in the build-up. But uh, I think Castagna went through, didn't he, on the right-hand side and a tight angle. But he stood, he stood firm and he, he made himself big um, and they only got a corner out of it. Whereas... Last season, that could have quite easily led to a goal. But yeah, like you say, he's a top signing and um, long may this form continue right across the back line because they all look so confident and they're getting better and better each game. Yeah, I think we there was a couple of times when um, Target was, you know, kind of in no man's land or on his own. But again, you know, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? When he, he was fairly poor against Fulham. But I think a big part of that is down to the guy that's in front of him um, who... 
we kind of allow to do what he wants, which is which is fine because he's our best player. But I think people have got to remember that and and having that goalkeeper behind him, even when you know target is left on his own, he knows that he can, if need be, turn, get it to Martinez, even if it's 30, 40 yards, get it to Martinez, and that just relieves the pressure pressure. And it's just massive across the whole of the, the, the back the back five, isn't it, essentially? So it just shows. Um just before we speak to um, the, the Leicester fan. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Ollie Watkins? He wasn't involved massively today. Um, but I mean, is it, you know, what are your thoughts on his performance overall? To be honest, he just seemed completely swamped by their centre-backs. I mean, against Evans, you're going to have a nightmare anyway. Uh, he's so good in the air. To be fair, Watkins did a really good job of pressing him and challenging him in the air. Uh he was a little bit unlucky on that one. He got judged offside on. If uh, Trez had been a bit quicker on it, he was clearly through one-on-one. But unfortunately, it's one of those games, really, that very, very few chances, very few balls into the box for him to attack, really. And a little bit more quality, perhaps, from Trez, despite all of his hard work, would have, could have made the difference there and could have got us in a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what do you think of uh, Watkins, Ian? Yeah, it was, it was a tough one for him tonight, wasn't it? Like you say, he got swamped by their two centre-halves. And to be fair to um, the uh, the debutant for them, Fofana, he, he was really good. And um, But the, the one thing Watkins gives you is that defensive side from sort of defending from the front. He keeps us in the game because he's always working and he's always looking to track that defender down when they've got the ball to feet. So then they make a rush decision. And he doesn't give them the time that they want to pick a pass into that midfield ground. But yeah, it was it was a quiet one for him. I think a, a few times there was the one time he, where he did get slotted in, and, and Joe, Joe rightly said he, he probably wasn't offside when they looked back at it. Uh, I think he won a corner from it eventually. But yeah, it was a quiet one for him. But like I say, like he, he does that groundwork and he works so hard for the team, and that's a massive difference in terms of the confidence that that gives you midfield then to press on a little bit higher than we would have last season. But yeah. I think the goals will come for him, but Leicester are a solid unit. They're well organised. That middle ground was really tight today. I think Leicester got the two banks of four back every time uh, and defended well in there. Um, so there wasn't much space in behind for him at all. But yeah, I really like him and, and the work that he does for the team. I think going off the back of last week, we almost, against Liverpool, almost showed them all the kind of key strengths of the players that we've got, including Watkins. You know, it was kind of like, the three goals that he scored are almost like his bread and butter, the way he scores goals, you know, picking up space on at the back post, being in the right place when we won the ball high. Um, and then obviously his third goal again, you know, he's, he's coming in and he, I think his second goal, he's picking it up in between the lines, running at the defence. And, and they didn't allow him to do any of that. Um, but one thing I did notice, I think he was the man who actually won the ball back for us for the goal. Um, I think it was Hamza Chowdhury. Um, had the ball on their left. Uh, Watkins pushed out, won it off him. He lays it off. He went back to, I think, Cash, then Konza, Mings. They worked it back round. Comes to Barkley and we get the goal. Um, but again, it's, it's that work round. I think, you know, Wesley, I don't think Wesley's a terrible player and I think he'll still play a part going forward if he comes back and be in his, the player that he was. Which there's still going to be question marks because of the injury that he's had. But... He, he works well in those wide positions, which is what you need. You don't want a, pl- a striker who's just going to stay up top and you need to get the ball into. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like 
you know, Samata, he, he had his moments, but again, he's not one that is comfortable in the ball. He's going to keep on the ball. He's going to keep the ball in the wide positions well. So it's just like a, you know, a breath of fresh air in terms of what we need. So, you know, it was a quiet game in terms of, you know, as a striker in terms of getting goals, but, you know, he still, he still certainly helped us. Um, what we'll do, we'll just get the, the thoughts of Neil from uh, Beyond the 90 uh, podcast, which is a Leicester City podcast. So, Neil, how are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. All things considered, disappointed. But unfortunately, I got over the resort a little bit more. And we've just found out from Brendan Rogers' post-match conference that Charles Yunchu is out for another six, uh, it's another three months as well now. So... Um, it's not looking good on our end. Uh, we obviously had Wednesday for Farnes start tonight, and he was not too bad, all things considered. But he's going to have to play for the rest of the season in Europa and in the Premier League because we are we are definitely light. But just back to the match, I thought it was a decent enough match for both teams. I think both defenses were quite solid, but I think it was just that goal. It just it just took the, the steam out of my sail, to be honest, because. It was it was just that little bit too much, but I get you guys absolutely buzzing from it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic result for us. Very even game. Um, we were commenting earlier about how much respect was given by both teams to each other. It was a proper cagey affair of two teams who clearly didn't want to give the other an inch at any point. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think both yeah it was it was they weren't willing willing to play into each other's tactics so before this we had chris on our channel just talking about i was i was really scared we were going to lose massively obviously coming from the 7-2 against liverpool and just the way that we've not we've obviously lost 3 3-0 against west ham we did look much better with Fana looked really good but there was there was a respect there but at the same time we came to play it's one of those matches where if you look at the statistics and stuff you probably won't see that much but it would have been an entertaining game if obviously if, if the result would have been a nil-nil. But obviously you credit to you guys one, but I do think it was a quite an even game throughout 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 most of that match. Uh, Neil, we were just conscious that there hasn't been a nil-nil so far in the Premier League. So we had to keep that rolling on, didn't we? Um and what a way to win a game in, in the last sort of dying moments when there's no chance for Leicester to reply. Um it's sort of like you say, takes the wind out of your sails and uh, away we go with the three points back to uh, B6 and Villa Park. Yeah, it reminded me very similarly of the um, Trezeguet goal in the semi-finals last year, kind of that last minute um, gasp and we were like, well, we, we haven't got anything for this. Obviously, coming into this game without Vardy, without Suyuncu, without Ricardo, we are, I'm making a bit of excuses now, but at the same time, it's one of those things where we realise how Jamie Vardy's central to our game as much as Jack Grealish was to yours kind of thing. He's a main player for our squad and we're realising we lack that pace and without him in that squad, there's not really a backup option. Um, and Ian Asher was okay. I think he broke lines really well, but going forward, naturally the clinical finishing, he wasn't good enough. Simani, we were playing him out of position at times. He was dropping really far back. But I think it was, overall, it was a decent game. From your perspective, I think it was... It was obviously you're happy. I think we're just on the other side of that. Where everything seems to be we're looking on the negative side of it, just as just the losses are. But credit to you for the four games unbeaten now. Four yep. wins in a row, yeah. Four from four, four in a row. First These time in our, uh, best start since 1930. Yeah, I'll do take that. You'll take that. So yeah, it's good for you guys. Obviously, we've kind of been on the other end of that at the moment, but. 
I don't know. I think we play decently from performances, but however, I still feel like with the injuries that we've got at the moment and the burnout that happened last year, it just feels like the same thing is going to happen again. So this kind of result would have been a kind of result that would happen post lockdown for us that end up us slipping out of the Champions League. We're hoping that's not going to be the case going forward. We've got the Europa League, our first Europa League game in uh, since, or since I think the Europa League on Thursday as well so our squad is looking quite light um so yeah we're not feeling too confident to be honest but I think it's easy to say that when you've just lost one nil I think if this is a nil nil resort or we just if we had the same it was a 90 91 minute goal on our end we'd be looking at a game completely different way yeah I think I think um there's, there's two kind of main things um for me to take away from that game um, obviously, you mentioned it was be, it was very, fairly even. Um, I went through some stats um, at, the, at the top of the show, um, and it was you know even you know almost as even as you can get it. I think fifty one point one percent possession for Leicester. Um, you had eleven shots, we had ten. You had five on target, we had four. Um, passes wise, um, you had seventy five percent completion, um, which was three hundred eight and four hundred eight. We had a 76% uh, completion, 303 from 395. Um, it, it was just, it was just kind of even all over the all over the pitch. And, and the key thing to take away from that for us is, last season, we almost had to play really, really well and out of our skin to get three points. Every win we got last season, we were, you know, we played really well. And you want to sometimes be able to get those wins where you're not at the races or. You know, it's fairly even and, and there's a moment of magic. And obviously, last season, the only person who, who might have got a moment of magic was Jack Grealish. And obviously, bringing Ross Barkley in has allowed us to do that. But then on the, the, other, the other thing as well to take away is, in the league last season, you put eight past us and you battered us in two games. So this game, and Joe mentioned it before, this game is, is almost a better win than the Liverpool win because... You know, it's such a it was such an even close game, and we've got that moment of quality, and we've come out of it. And you, the tactics were spot on to uh, to stop us from kind of doing what we did last week against Liverpool. So it's just a, you know, it's a great win because this could have been very easily been the game where we finally. I, know, I say finally, but it's only four games, but where we finally lost this season. So it's just like it's it's all it's it's good all around for us at the moment and it's you know it's a great win um, but like you say it could have it very easily could have gone either way um you know moment of magic from you know you know bringing madison on he could have pulled that out the hat couldn't he really it could have it could have been it it could have gone either way but at the same time we've had this kind of exact situation that you're in not to get you too carried away but when we won the league kind of thing because it was that thing where we would score in the 91st minute i could see a lot of people smiling and, and you might as well at the moment i think are you first or second in the league at the second, moment yeah, game in hand as well With the game oh, in hand. brilliant um so yeah i think it, it's the kind of match that we would win when we won the league but obviously four games in it's very different to when you're in mid-February and you'll be constantly pushing on obviously it's great to see that you guys are doing well I'd, I'd like I'm liking the fact that the top six is being completely spread apart and you're seeing today with um, Tottenham going three goals up and then drawing three three there's results like that that are just really helping you guys as well so I think we're still there so I think we're still around fourth position somehow Liverpool in third with zero goal difference which shows you how crazy this league is at the moment Um, but overall yeah I I think result wise our players it's weird looking back at it but our young centre-back I was just talking to Chris 
before as well. He's never played a Premier League game. That was his first ever Premier League game, Wesley Fofana. He looked quite good at the back and we need to get him on the ball. But coming into this, from now on, he'll have to play every single match, which is not looking good. We did fire our um, physio as well, but... Uh, so there's a whole lot of controversy around there. So since we fired the physio, we've had God knows how lo- a load of injuries as well. But yeah, credit to you guys. I thought Jack Grealish was, from your perspective, really good. From our perspective, really annoying to play against. He always is a pain to, to play against. But at times when he's, even the way he drifts back and then has that burst of pace in order to get forward and get past two or three players, so they have to perform fouls on him. I thought we could have potentially had somebody in Harvey Barnes that would do the same thing on that side, especially with Matty Cash being on that um, yellow card as well. We didn't really capitalise on it as much as we could. Um, I think for the most part, we did keep Watkins and, as you were saying, Watkins and Barkley quiet, apart from that one moment of magic, that one breakaway where we weren't quite tight enough and we are obviously trying to push for the win and you and, and you won, so... Credit to you guys. I think you played a really decent game. You managed to keep our strikers quiet. But I think it was, as you were saying, just a really even game overall. I've got to say as well, considering how many players you had out, I was actually really impressed with how you played overall. Um, Wesley Pavana coming in for his first ever game of Premier League football, absolutely outstanding at centre-back, kept Watkins very quiet, which considering how much of a chump he made uh, Gomez look like last week isn't the easiest thing to do. Uh, Castagna, again, really impressive, considering he typically plays on the left, if I'm not mistaken. He plays, so for Atalanta last year, he plays for 50% of the games on the left and 50% of the games on the right. So the idea is, is when Ricardo comes back, he's going to shift over to the left. Ricardo's gone into his right position. And then them two, it's going to be a really, really good, like, um, fullback situation going on with them both firing. Uh, But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, for his first game, he did played really, really well. And I was very scared coming into this game with how you guys were firing. And I think there was a lot of tactics involved on both, both ends to keep both quiet. A lot of it was pinging around a lot of the midfield at the same time as well, which I thought was, which makes for a good game, but it's not going to make for a good match of the day highlight, if you see what I mean. But it was, there was a lot of tussles in the middle of the park, especially with, your, with Trezor Gay was playing really well. I think obviously Jack Grealish was playing fantastically. I think Tillemans was kept a little bit quiet for the most part. But I think, again, you've seen the, the promises of Castagno and at times when um, he was getting on that right-hand side, that just it just lacked that little bit of precision in order to get that ball in and somebody to get on the end of it. And that's normally where Jamie Fardy comes in for us. And he's that person that would put that ball in. Somebody would put the ball in and he goes, right, I know what I'm doing. I'm sticking to the back of the net. And it's something that we've struggled with struggled with his Leicester fans for a while we've not got a player to replace him and since I think he'll from what Brent's right to say he'll be back next week but no I think it was a definitely even game I'm feeling all right about the result now but I think the injuries are the main thing that's concerning us especially with European football yeah I think um obviously I suppose it's a tough one because um, I was expecting Wes Morgan to come in for Johnny Evans. Obviously, it's good that, for you that Johnny Evans played because he's a you know he's a top top centre half. In all fairness, he's a, you know he's a really, really good player. Um, but obviously, the concerning thing for you guys because of the, the football that you're going to play with the Europa League and stuff is Johnny Evans and his age, and obviously he came back with a knock as well. Whether he's going to kind of get through the, the next couple of weeks, really, with the injuries you've got as well, so. There's still those kind of things, but I mean, I thought last season as well that you, in terms of depth, your squad depth, 
it was there certainly in midfield because there's a lot of you know you've got Tillemans, Pratt, um, you know, Ndidi, Mendy, um, Chowdhury as well to come in. And I felt attacking wise, you kind of and defensively as well, in all fairness, lacked a bit of depth. And that's kind of showing now, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's something that we're slowly improving year on year, just from the squad. Obviously, it started with the 2016 squad where it was completely light and we had zero bench, really. Then we went out and kind of splurged. We had, I think, our main head of recruitment was basically going to go over to Everton. So he basically spent on players like Slimani that I've just noted down here was, one thousand, I think, 1,006 days since he actually last played for Leicester City he's been sent out on loan here there and everywhere and now it's kind of with Jamie Vardy out injured it Nacho's off the bench it wasn't working so uh, apparently from what I heard as well a few people in the media department actually laughed when he actually came on uh, for 30 minutes as well however we didn't play to his strengths so I forgot the point I was making it was it was it's we are looking light on injuries Um, it hasn't helped I think went through it before with the amount of injuries we've got out on loan and players that we've got out on loan that are just coming up to that level. So I think we're just going to have to recruit, get them back and then just kind of retrain them and go, right, you're going to be the next player that we're going to play because, I mean, with Siunchu out, he's a big, big player for us, as you can imagine, with the pace that he brings to that back line, the same way that Konza does for you guys. And when you miss a player that big, it, it makes a huge impact to the entire squad as well. So... I'm I'm looking forward, hopefully, but it's not looking good from here on out. I think um even if we have Europa League, I'd rather just knock it on the head and then just take our time this season because with the way things are going and the injuries that are being picked up by key key players, so from every position pretty much now. So uh, defenders, we've got a lot. Centre defence, um, in Diddy, he's gone. Uh, midfield, Madison is just coming back, and Pratt didn't look 100% fit, even though he was throwing back into the team. I think that's part of Brendan Rodgers' issue as well where if a player is 80% fit, he'll throw them back into the squad. And in the long term, that will actually cause more injury to them. So he did that with Bar- um, Jamie Vardy last week as well and against the Band City. So it, it's, it's something to be wary of, but I think we just kind of have to manage it very... Because this, I think you, you guys know, especially this season, it's going to be a quick season for everybody. So as well as that and with Europa League... It's, it's looking a bit scary, to be honest, but I'm hoping for the best. I mean, we've, we've been in worse situations at the moment, being fourth in the league and so on and so forth. So there's there's lots to go on for, but I think that for you guys as well, like uh, the fact that Konza, I think he had a really, really good game for you guys. And I know you were saying, um, Chris, as well, that um, Luis was, I didn't think he was too impressive in this match, to be honest. Yeah, no. that, that was the thing. I think your tactics were um, to kind of crowd the midfield because last... If you look at a lot of the goals we scored last week, I say a lot of the goals, the the last three or four goals we scored last week, um, it was quick turnovers, win the ball back in midfield and then get it forward quickly, whether that be Louise, McGinn or Barkley. Obviously, all of them can play good. You know, they're good technically getting the ball forward. So you crowd out the midfield and, and stop that. And I think Louise was, was a bit, he was below par really today for us. Um, I think, you know, he played two games for Brazil. Um, obviously, that involves a lot of travelling as well. So he didn't look 100%, but he's still a tidy player. But yeah, I think that part of that comes down to your tactics, which, in all fairness, you know, were, were fairly spot on. It's just, you know, you didn't you didn't think about Ross Barkley coming forward and thundering one in from 25 yards. But, you know, these things happen, don't they? So, 
Exactly. And it could have happened the same way with Madison on our end. Um, it just was one of those things where it, it, I think we would be having the opposite conversations if it was the other way around. So uh, credit to you guys for winning and hopefully you keep going on this wing streak because it's looking good for you guys. And I, I do want you, Everton, hopefully us to be up there. But with Europa League, obviously, that's going to stretch our squad massively as well. And hopefully Wolves to kind of join in in that in that position obviously you guys have got a different bias obviously with the Birmingham teams as well but I'm hoping that from that perspective it kind of the monotony of the big six and the and the we saw it last season when we did well towards December we were slightly taken a bit seriously even though we were finishing like second um so I'm hoping that's going to be the case because a lot of teams in absolute turmoil at the moment obviously Man United have just about pulled it out um Tottenham still look shaky to be honest even though they're scoring a lot of goals and I think overall defensively I think we, we us two teams looks okay but overall in the Premier League I think all defense are looking pretty shaky to be honest I don't think I can't imagine a team that's I think I don't think what uh, more than one team has kept one clean sheet this season yeah we've got, we've got three. Oh, okay never mind then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take all of it back <laughs> Yeah, we. Um, Sorry, that's good in there. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think, um, as well. It would be fantastic if, like you said, Neil, that we could upset that big cartel, that big six, and really mix it up this season. And um, it would be typical Villa if we had a great season when uh, we're not all there to witness it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Really. Um, just before you go, Neil. Um, could you give us um, a man of the match um, for Aston Villa? Oh, that's a hard one. There was a good performances. I'd have to give it Jack Grealish. Out of all the players that actually performed, uh, Ross, obviously Ross Barkley got that equaliser and obviously that will give him the headlines and so on. But I don't, I think partly he wasn't there and partly we kept him quiet. Uh, Mings and Konza didn't have too much to do. So I think, yeah, Jack Grealish was one player for me that really stood out for you guys. So I'll, I'll give you guys, uh, yeah, Jack Grealish, man of the match. Nice one. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Nice one. Uh, uh, mass, massive thanks. Sorry, Joe, you can say something. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, uh, Neil, one more thing. Could we get a prediction for both the next Villa game and the next Leicester game as well? We have Leeds at home. I think you guys can take it. I think you guys can take it at 2-0. Um, def defensively, Leeds still have a lot of work, which a lot of teams, I know, Chris, you mentioned it as well on, on, on our channel. That's something that, that they didn't, they've not really sorted out and that they've not been criticised for. Going forward, they're great and so on. But I think if you can sort them, sort them out, um, you'll be all right. I don't even know where we're playing, to be honest. I think we've got Arsenal in the next game. So that'll be an interesting game. Hopefully we can turn it around, but I've got a feeling that's going to be a one all draw for that one yeah, as well. Yeah, you've got Arsenal away um, Sunday. That's a that's a after a th as a, um, a Ukrainian team comes to our ground on Thursday. <laughs> so it's, it's um, yeah, really the, the, the name's really hard to pronounce. Zoya Hanks or something like that. So I think they're currently at war with Russia, which is which is not the not the best thing to hear from an opposition team but yeah hopefully we can get a draw out of that one because we just need to just get that get that solidity and get that defensive solidity hopefully if we can keep a clean sheet as well and then start to build on that again because the three results that we had which were great 
But after lo losing so many players to injury, it just feels like the legs have been taken out of us a little bit. Obviously, today with the result, didn't go our way, but I think we did perform well within the game. Yeah, like we said, it was an even game, but, um, you know, you know, it's one of them. It could have gone even way, but um, great for us to, to come out on top. And I think, you know, you guys will be, you'll be all right going forward. It's just obviously big issues. You're going to be injuries, players coming through and obviously how you cope with the Europa League. Um, but yeah, a massive, massive thanks for, for coming on, Neil. Um, you want to give everyone a quick shout out for your, what your social media is and how we can find you on YouTube, et cetera. Yeah, no worries. So I'm on, I'm part of Beyond the 90s. You can Beyond the 90 LCFC on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on Spotify, so we do our podcast as well there. If you want to find out all the interesting information about Leicester City, and we've had Chris on, so if you want to come over to our YouTube channel, you'll see our pre-match conference, which looks very different now. This is over. Hey, Chris. Yeah, definitely does, yeah. Brilliant. No, I don't even know what, what, what if we... Uh what we predicted in all fairness, but... Um, I think you went for a 3-1 and I went for a 1-1. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I got the I got the, the result right, just not the scoreline, so... <laughs> we both got <laughs> one in there, hey. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, massive thanks for coming on again. Um, we'll definitely speak soon. Brilliant. All right, see you guys later. Cheers, Neil. Oh, Cheers, Neil. Cheers, Cheers. See you later. Yeah, so there we go. Um, Leicester fans' thoughts. Um, it's interesting, Gary, obviously... You know, I think I think for, for everyone to see, it was a fairly even game. But it's interesting go, going back onto Jack Grealish. Um, people watching who don't see him week in, week out uh, would probably say that his performance was was really good or fantastic. Um, and again, I think, you know, you look at when, when he played for uh, against Wales the other week, um, got man of the match. But we know, he, you know, he's still probably got two or three gears that he can go up, hasn't he, really? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um... As, as Neil said, yeah, he probably was our best player today. But in comparison to his normal high standards, he was a bit below it. Um, yeah. And it just comes down to the massively high expectations we have of him based on what we see week in, week out. Most people don't see that. So I think, understandably, they don't have quite the higher high bar we set for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, before we go then, um, Ian, um, your man of the match for us today? Oh, it's a really tough one. Um, I'd, again, there's a few candidates. I thought, particularly first half, Tresegay, his running again and his work rate was just second to none. He was all over the pitch, getting vital little interceptions in and really pressuring the opposition. Um, but I thought he faded uh, in the second half. And I thought um, when Treore came on, he had a, a decent spell for the sort of 15 minutes that he was on the pitch. Uh, concert again, like I said, he just keeps getting better and better, uh, and so stern and, and confident at the back. And that partnership with Mings is just looking really good at the moment. Uh, I, I don't know who to give it to, honestly. I'll go to Joe first. Joe, give yours. I'm, I'm gonna have to have a think about it. <laughs> yeah, um, again, I'm really struggling on this one to be honest. Any of the back four could get it easily. Um, I know Martinez got given the Budweiser man of the match, uh, which again, I'm not surprised by. Trezeguet's work rate was exceptional. McGinn did a great job in centre mid. Barkley, obviously, with that absolute thunderbolt to win it. Um, I'm actually going to go for what I think the moment that really turned the game. And the man who performed the act, it was Matty Cash chasing back with a sliding tackle in our box. Clean as anything, nicked the ball off them, and we went straight up the other end and started putting pressure on. For me, he's man of the match. Um, 
very a very professional foul on Harvey Barnes when he got caught out. <laughs> but yep. it's it's what you need on occasion. You will get caught, and having having that sharpness of mind to just pull someone down when you need to it it, it can't be understated. If he let him go, there's a very good chance we can see it there. Well, we, we've seen it. We saw it a couple of times last season. I think it was uh, against Wolves away. There was one, wasn't there? Traore um, got out wide. I think it was Douglas Louise and he just kind of let him go past. And you, you think sometimes, you know, you need someone just to boot him, you know, pull their shorts down, whatever it is, to stop him. Take the yellow card, there you go, stops the goal, doesn't it? And, and you know, he's done that essentially. So, I know it's one of them, but it's part of football, isn't it, really? So, you know, like you say, it's that, it takes a bit of something, you know, that, that's, you know, that, that, the quick thing, you know, just stop him, stop him however I can. So, so yeah, no, definitely. Have you um, <laughs> come to a conclusion, Ian? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to agree with Joe. I'm going to go Matty Cash, just simply because I don't think I've ever seen a defender on a yellow card so early <laughs> defend that well under that much pressure. Uh, and like Joe said, that, that sliding challenge... Um, to sort of set us on the way as well. Um, yeah, Matty Cash, definitely. I mean, I was going to give it Ross Barkley simply for that finish, um, but sort of, he was crowded out in the midfield a lot of the time tonight. But yeah, Matty Cash, yeah, he looks a brilliant player and he deserves it. He deserves one of my first, my first man of the matches for Matty Cash. So yeah, how about you, Chris? Who's yours? Tough one again. Um, one of them, no one particularly stands out. I think probably two uh, outsiders looking in, they'd probably say Jack Grealish because he does still have those moments. I think there was that one time, wasn't there? I think in the in the, was it in the first first half when he went down the left hand side and it just showed that pace. Um, I can't think who had the shot in the end, um, but yeah, it's some of the you know that back heel as well to Matty Target. Some of those things that he does, um, brilliant. Obviously few moments where we should have released it a bit early. I, I'm a big fan of, of Esri Konza and Matty Cash. I thought they both did well today. Um, Barkley, did, you know, I think we did get crowded out a lot. I think he's one of those players that he's good to have because he's got that quality, not just to score goals like he did, but you know that he will have, he's, he's good. It's, it's almost like, a, I know that they are different players, but it's similar to having a, a Jack Grealish type player in terms of his good under pressure in the centre of midfield, you know, gets he gets the ball on the edge of the box, you know, that, that quite a lot of the time he's going to be able to turn away and, and come away with the ball. Um, I'm probably going to go with you guys, to be fair. I think there were times watching him um, when, whether whoever it was, Harvey Barnes, whoever come at him in the box, and he just so effortlessly come away with the ball every time, time and time again. Um, and like you say, with him being on a yellow card, making some of the tackles that he did, was fantastic. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on this one, Matty Cash. I just think he just he gets better and better. And um, you know, pe- people argue for ages why why are we getting bringing in Matty Cash. Um, you know, we got Gilbert, and I think it, you know it surprised me at first. In all fairness, but when you kind of when we crunched the numbers, thought okay, let's see. And 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 Joe was a, a firm believer Matty Cash would be a great right back. And he, you know, he's, he's kind of every game he's been brilliant, hasn't he? And it's that one v one defensively. Even when he's even when he's on his own, which he isn't often on his own because he's got Trezeguet in front of him. But when he's on his own, he just nips the ball away, and a lot of people won't get past him. And uh, you know, fair play to the guy. So yeah, yeah he just, it's it's that defensive side, isn't it? Like how use as Villa fans are we to seeing fullbacks that when they are faced up by a winger and they're getting attacked, they back off, they back off, they jockey, 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 and they concede the ground. 
Whereas Matty Cash, he almost goes out to meet them halfway and then gets that vital little interception, just nips it away, then sets us up on a counter-attack. Brilliant defensively, um, and it's, it's great to see. What, what he does so well is he's incredibly aggressive in that initial press, but he knows when to back off again. So he doesn't get caught on the half turn all the time, like you see quite often, which was one of the biggest problems with, Gil, with uh, Gilbert, that he'd press incredibly hard. But then as soon as someone played like a quick one-two, they were straight in behind him. Cash gets that sort of touched height, and then he just backs off a little bit. And again, some of those tackles he made... Um, so obviously there was that slide tackle. I'm not a big fan of slide tackles at all. I tend to think it's it tend to occur when you're out of position, but that was actually covering the Conza and it was frankly brilliant. Yeah. Um, but the second one on Madison around the sort of 80th minute, Madison turning, twisting, turning on just on the uh, right-hand side of our box. He just nipped it straight off him, put it through his legs and off he went. It was absolutely brilliant. And if we can have a, Right back, he does that every game. We're going to be in for a very, very good season. And it's and it's, it's worth remembering that you know that he's played four games in the Premier League, hasn't he? So you know, there's still a lot to come from him. And um, I mean, how old is he? 20, 23 years old, relatively young. Um, and again, I mean, it's what it's he's only had one season at right back, hasn't he? Um, last season at Forest. Um, so you know, he might have filled in Sunday League, but it's totally different, isn't it? But I think. Just everything he does at the moment is is bang on, and it's right. Like you say, we're used to having these fullbacks that are a bit erratic. We've got Alan Hutton who plays forty yards out of position. He's got passion, so it's great. Um, so yeah, no, it's um, yeah, really good performance um, from Matty Cash. And I think tonight for Aston Villa it was um, one of them what a professional performance, something that we we don't often do. We've said before, haven't we? Um, you know, we don't often get tight games like that. We either lose or, or we get the we get the draw. Um, I think my, more times than that last season, there were times when we deserved a point. We came away with nothing. Well, today we probably deserved a point. We came away with three points. So, you know, absolutely fantastic. So, once again, a massive thank you um, to Ian Gillett. Thanks, Ian. Pleasure. What a what a great win. I'm going to go to bed a very happy Villa fan. Thinking about it all week now, building up to Friday for that. Build the momentum even further and put a dent in lead sort of uh, Premier League plan. Yep, definitely. And once again, Joe, massive thanks. Thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure as always. And frankly, that 33 to 1 is looking really appealing right about now. Yep, get the money on. Aston Villa's odds to win the Premier League have gone down to 33 to 1. So, Joe. Yeah, Joe has been betting on us. So, yeah, do you want to bet against us? Um, so, yeah, we'll be back um, Friday night after the Leeds game. Aston Villa, 8pm kickoff um, at Villa Park against Leeds United Friday night. Um, so, a massive thanks to everyone. Um, I'm Chris Ellis. We're Villa together. And I look forward to next week where, once again, we talk about Villa together. Thank you.